Welcome to the Plan B CRNA podcast. I'm your host, Bobby Jones, and I'm so excited that you're here. The Plan B CRNA podcast is the only show made specifically for nurse anesthetists who are exploring options outside of their traditional career paths. This is the place to expand your mind and your goals as we uncover new ways to produce side income together. Journey with me as I go down various rabbit holes to explore the best Plan B options for you. This episode is brought to you by OnCall Capital. OnCall Capital is dedicated to educating CRNAs and other healthcare providers about investing outside of the traditional stock market. OnCall Capital also provides opportunities for you, yes, you, to create passive income and generational wealth while also lowering your taxable income through investments in the apartment and alternative investment spaces. If you haven't hit subscribe yet, make sure you do that right now so that you don't miss an episode. Thanks so much for joining me today. And now on with the show. Welcome to the rabbit hole on the Plan B CRNA podcast. Throughout my journey in finding a Plan B, I've gone down numerous rabbit holes to figure out which one works for me. Since I've done some of this research already, I only think it's right to bring that information to fellow CRNAs to help aid in your search. As always, it's important for you, the listener, to do your own research and form your own opinions. Everyone's situation is unique, and a plan B that works for one CRNA doesn't always work for another. Self-awareness is the key in any decision you make, since you must have an accurate grasp of your own strengths, weaknesses, and goals. All right, well, let's get to it. Without further ado, our rabbit hole of the week is dun 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 swing trading now right out of the gate i want to tell you that i think day trading stocks is a bad idea the risk levels are way too high and the success rate is way too low for people who want to do this on a regular basis particularly when you're talking about working professionals who don't always have the time to invest in this side hustle day trading holds a lot more dangers than benefits However, if you must trade in the short term, there is a way to do so where you might find a small modicum of success. We need to get into some terminology before we get started. Investing in the traditional sense does not include day trading. Yes, investing is a broad term, but it generally refers to buying and holding stocks for the intermediate or long term. Day trading has a much more short-term focus, with the idea being that you are purchasing a stock at a certain price with the idea that it will rise in price to sell later that day. Notice that I'm not getting into Forex trading here. That'll be a whole other episode. Now, do you remember the saying that 95% of day traders lose money? Well, a 2019 study of day traders out of Brazil had some startling results. They looked at 20,000 new traders and found that in a single day, around 30% of them turned a profit. Not bad, right? After 300 days, though, that number dropped to 3%. The numbers only get worse the more we actually dive into them. Of those long-term day traders, only 1% made more than the Brazilian minimum wage of $16 a day. Less than half of that group made more than $54 a day which is the average salary for a Brazilian bank clerk. So what's that? Half of 1% made uh, what a bank clerk makes. Now, this showed the researchers that the likelihood of making a living from day trading was slim to none, and that contrary to expectations, you actually get worse at trading over time. Kind of a bleak picture, right? Now, this guy goes back to the idea of gambling. Your best odds at hitting it big in a casino are the moment you walk in the door. A novice poker player may win one or two hands against more experienced players, but the more that they play, 
the more their performance tends to regress to the mean, which means losing money. In the stock market, the average price movement from one day to the next is 50-50 up or down because the daily averages fall along a bell curve. Options traders use the delta to reflect a rough approximate of probabilities for a stock landing in or out of the money. You can check out episode number 32 for a more in-depth explanation of that. But this explains why taking a directional position on a particular stock in the short term is essentially a 50-50 proposition. It also explains why investors who buy stocks to hold for the longer term use dollar cost averaging and are willing to deal with day-to-day volatility and wait for those longer gains to kick in. So I want to shift here away from the concept of strict day trading because most day traders aren't simply trading in and out of stocks every single day. Perhaps they are performing trades that are as long as a few days to a few weeks in length. These are more commonly known as swing trades, where one is analyzing how securities are trending and taking advantage of likely market paths for a particular stock. Keep in mind that fear and greed are not your friends here. Those two emotions combined with a lack of education and training are responsible for many of the stock market losses you see from individual traders. There are so many resources out there to help you get started that it would make your head spin, okay? But I've put a few of those resources in the show notes to help you along. Now, many traders focus on trading penny stocks, and the logic here makes some sense. Lower-cost stocks provide ample opportunities for quick profits, precisely because they don't have price stability or solid business fundamentals at times. The price of these stocks is often manipulated, which can make it a bit predictable. Other traders encourage you to look for companies that are actually doing well already, even if the investment itself would require a higher amount of capital. A stock like Amazon can still move up to $100 or more in a day, meaning that you only need a few shares in order to make a few hundred bucks. Ultimately, you'd have to decide what you felt more comfortable with. Using larger, more established stocks certainly mitigates some of your overall risk versus buying unproven penny stocks. And either way, you need to figure out how to make yourself a watch list of 25 to 30 companies that you can keep track of over time. Now, this allows you to get to know the ebb and flow of how certain stock prices are moving for these companies. Uh, That experience can give you a feel for when things will trend one way or the other. Now, to be successful, you also need to train yourself in the use of technical indicators. Not all indicators are created equally, and they are all just subjective tools that can lead you as often to rags as they do to riches. But let's go through a couple of those basics here to get you started. Resistance and support lines. Now, that is one that is very commonly used in swing trading. The resistance line follows the highest values of a stock before they start going down each time. A support line is the opposite, as it goes along the lowest value of a stock before it starts going back up. Finding both of those numbers creates a railroad track pattern that allows you to project forward entry and exit points for trades. Now, entry and exit points, uh, those are the most favorable times for entering or exiting a trade, respectively. An uptrending channel pattern. Now, when resistance and support lines for a particular stock are staying within boundaries and heading upward in price, that's used very commonly in swing trading. When a stock price falls to the support line, um, traders will buy at that price level, and that causes the stock price to actually go back up. The opposite is true as well. When the stock price increases to that upper value uh, near the resistance line, 
Other traders will sell the stock and the overall price will drop back down. This is one of the underlying principles of trend trading. Now, these types of uptrending channel patterns can happen over the course of a few hours, days, or even weeks. And this can add to the degree of predictability in stock prices, at least until the trend line breaks through resistance or support on either end and the cycle starts again. Uh, candlestick patterns. These are kind of interesting. Uh, they were originally created by uh, 18th century Japanese rice traders to predict price direction. They pack data from multiple time frames into single price bars, and the developed patterns have captured the attention of market players since being introduced to the West in 1991. There are dozens of patterns that traders have identified over time with colorful names like Evening Star, Three Black Crows, and Abandoned Baby. Keep in mind that many reversal and continuation signals shown by these patterns don't actually work reliably in the modern electronic environment, though. Now, there's so much more to technical analysis than what we just mentioned here, but I'll let you venture down those rabbit holes on your own. Suffice it to say that you will need at least a basic understanding of technical indicators to have any measure of success in swing trading. You'll also need a good bit of luck, considering that no one indicator or signal can provide consistent results. That's right. Most technical indicators are generally useless due to the random nature of the markets. In the vast majority of cases, you'd be better off to just invest directly in the S&P 500 and call it a day. If you really want to get into the technical weeds, check out Kirk Duplessis's signals report on optionalpha.com. He performed 20-year backtesting of 17 different technical indicators to give you an idea of which ones are worth following or not. It's typically priced around $200, but it may be worth it if you find yourself to be highly reliant on technical analysis. And while technical analysis is often the first go-to for swing traders, let's not forget fundamental analysis, where you look at a company's reports and filings to determine their overall health and potential. It's a great complementary tool that can help you make better trading decisions. Discipline is the name of the game here. You can have all the indicators you want, but if you don't follow a trading strategy, then you'll be toast. With that in mind, what sort of guidelines should you follow? According to Russell Barber, a uh, successful swing trader, these are the rules to abide by. Number one, always have a trading plan before you purchase a stock and stick to it. Number two, have patience with winning trades. Number three, cut losing trades quickly. You don't have the luxury of allowing losing trades to grow worse. And this is particularly true when a price breaks through a support line. Number four, Never trade with money you can't afford to lose. And number five, never hold a trade through earnings, even if you think the earnings report will be good. I'd like to add a caveat to Mr. Barber's guidelines here, though. When getting started, I suggest trading smaller position sizes, no more than 1% to 3% of your overall portfolio. And while I suggest continuing this positioning for the long haul, there are certainly traders out there who will hit it big. It all depends on the risks that you're willing to take on individually. Now, you can see how this type of trading involves keeping an eye on your trades on a regular basis. Most websites suggest trading within the first hour of the trade day and the last hour of the trade day, making sure to kind of check up on things at lunchtime. You can set up stop loss orders to sell based on signals that you've predetermined, just in case you don't get that lunch break you were hoping for. Okay, on to pros and cons. Pro, you don't need much money to get started in this side gig. 
$100 will get you going. Con, this is a really high level of risk for gains that are far from guaranteed, as we've mentioned. Pro, once you've established a strategy, the maintenance of it doesn't require much time, only a couple of hours per trading day, and you can automate a great portion of this work. Con, the IRS is not kind to frequent traders. Day traders in particular will be taxed at their normal income tax rate rather than the capital gains tax rate that longer-term investors benefit from. Pro, swing trading strategies can be adapted to ETFs, Forex, futures, options, and commodities. Con, education costs money. There are plenty of free options out there, but most courses that are worth a darn will cost you several thousand dollars. Personally, I'd rather spend that money on more proven wealth building methods, but to each his own. Bonus con, transaction costs can eat into your profits as well. Double bonus con, how are your emotions lately? Are you ready for an emotional roller coaster? Because that's what you're probably signing up for when you take on swing trading on a daily basis. On second thought, though, maybe you should just go big right away. Your chances will never be better than the day you start, right? Swing for the fences. Just don't say that I actually told you to do that since I'm not actually any kind of a financial advisor. In all seriousness, though, I don't recommend that you use more than about 10% of your portfolio in this way. Some people do seem to have an eye for this type of thing, but don't fool yourself if you don't. If you make gains from swing trading, then great. Maybe you can use that as a little extra fun money. My wife's uncle did well with swing trading in the grain markets, and he used those proceeds to buy a fun Model A replica car. Or you can just put those gains back into the more steady investments that make up the larger portion of your portfolio. That's going to do it for today's show. Before you really consider this side hustle, though, please, please, please do your research. You may decide that you want to start with some casual trades, but you won't get a source of income unless you commit to a level of consistency with what you're doing. I've attached several informational links here in the show notes, but there is so much more out there. Please be careful with this one, folks. As always, I'd like to thank you for listening to the Plan B CRNA podcast. If you found value today, make sure you hit subscribe so that you don't miss an episode. I also want to hear from you. If you have a question, comment, or rabbit hole topic for uh, you, you know a future podcast, uh, make sure you rate and review these on your podcast player. I check those all the time, and I cover those questions in future episodes. If you want to connect with me or learn more about On Call Capital, make sure you find me on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, or you can visit my website at www.oncallinvestments.com. Until next time, this is Bobby Jones signing off. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode of the Plan B CRNA podcast. If you haven't already subscribed and reviewed the show, I'd be honored if you took the extra time. It really helps to expand our reach and get the word out about the show. If you're a CRNA who is interested in sharing your story on our podcast, I'd love to have you. Please email me at bobby at oncallinvestments.com for more information. This episode was brought to you by On Call Capital. They are dedicated to helping providers like you develop passive income and generational wealth through investments in the apartment and alternative investment spaces. Feel free to check out their website at www.oncallinvestments.com and subscribe to their free educational email series. You can find On Call Capital on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can also check out our YouTube page. 
where you'll find all of the show episodes along with other educational videos. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you on the next episode.